0: You're listening to the Manifest Your Greatness podcast, and this is episode number 36. Do you have a goal that you'd love to accomplish, but just don't know where to start? Or maybe you've gotten off to a great start, but just can't seem to get out of first gear? I'm Curtis J. Washington, founder of the Manifest Your Greatness coaching program. And I've helped people from all walks of life manifest the greatness that they already possess deep inside. If you are committed to taking the steps required to become the best version of yourself, you've come to the right place. This is the Manifest Your Greatness podcast. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for joining this episode of the Manifest Your Greatness podcast where we explore practical and actionable steps to manifest the greatness that we all possess deep inside. And today's topic is eight questions that can change your life. Eight questions that can change your life. Now, these questions are designed to challenge you, but also to help you clarify what's important to you. Where are you trying to go? Where are you trying to get to? What are your objectives? Okay, these questions should help you clarify those. So I want you to take your time in answering these for yourselves, and some of these are going to be questions you're going to want to ask yourself on a daily basis, and others are on a weekly basis, and I'll clarify which ones those are as we go through, but let's go ahead and introduce our first question, which is, what do I want my life to look like one year from now? What do I want my life to look like one year from now? and I want you to really visualize this. Ask yourself the details. Who do you want to be with? Where do you want to be? What does it smell like there? What are the colors there? How does it feel? Get as tangible as you can with this exercise. When you are asking yourself this question, really, really see yourself there. The more detail, the better, and this is so important because this is going to keep you moving forward. This is going to keep you going when you feel like you're not making any progress. This is gonna help you trust in the process. As long as you can keep it clear in your mind what you want to do, what you want your life to look like in one year, this will help you stay committed, this will help you stay disciplined, and this will help you continue to make progress and aim for growth day in and day out because you know what you're aiming for. Don't worry about what you know now, what you don't know. Don't worry about how you're going to get there. Don't worry about is it possible or is it not possible based on what I know at this, at this particular point in my life. Know what you want. Let that be your compass. You may not have a road. You may not even have a path to get there. Don't worry about it. You've got your compass. You know what direction to head. And we're going to start moving towards it with some of these additional questions that we're going to go through right now. So that's question number one. What do I want my life to look like one year from now? Question number two. What are the most important things I need to accomplish this week? Now, we know where we're headed. So the next thing we need to be thinking about, and we need to ask ourselves this on a weekly basis, obviously, because this is something we're going to need to, t- to stay on top of week in and week out. But what are the most important things I need to accomplish this coming week? Write a list. Take your time. Set aside a good 30 minutes. Think about what you should be doing. Think about what you need to do to stay on track. Think about what you can do this coming week that's going to move you closer to where you want to be. Don't worry about what else is on your plate for the moment. First, just list them out. If you had all the time in the world, what would you do next week to help move you closer to where you want to be one year from now? After you've taken some time to make this list, then we're going to do what we call Boxing. Now boxing is when we're gonna take what's on the list and we're going to go we're going to actually fit it into our calendar for the week. But there's a specific way we're gonna go about it. The first thing we're gonna do is we're gonna take your list and we're gonna prioritize it. So take what you think will move the needle the most. Make sure that's number one on your list. Okay, and then go down from there. The next thing we're gonna do is we're gonna take our calendars and everyone there's statistics out there saying that two thirds of people don't keep a calendar, that they don't keep a schedule. I am telling you, if you have a place you wanna be in life, you need to take control of your time. Time is something you will never get back and it will keep passing you by if you let it. You'll just keep watching the days go by. So you need to take control of your time. And the way to do that is to set up routines You set up routines that can help hold you accountable. You get these things in your calendar and you stick to them. And always keep in mind, everything is not going to go according to plan. But if we put everything in a calendar, the best thing about this is that we are taking control of our own time before someone else tells us how they want us to use our time. Right? If it's in the calendar... We've prioritized ourselves, we prioritized our goals, we prioritized how we want to spend our time. But if you don't fill up your schedule with things that are important to you, someone else is gonna come along and fill that schedule up for you. And they're gonna put in things that are important to them. Now, of course, there are things that you need to do next week and every week. And we're gonna put those in the calendar first. These are not open for negotiation. These are things like sleep. If you have a job, these are things like when you're going to be in the office. If you're a student, these are things like when you're going to be at school. And of course, if you don't have any time to work on anything from your list during these times, make sure you block them out. And sleep is important, make sure you protect that. You can't show up every day and give 110% if you are not giving your body and mind time to rest as much as it needs to. So make sure you're scheduling in your time to sleep. Okay, now once you've got those immovables in your calendar, start from your list and take your top priority items, work your way down and put in as much as you can where you can. And don't worry if everything doesn't fit. Whatever doesn't fit in your calendar this week, we're going to keep that and we're going to put those in our list for the following week. It's okay. We don't have to get everything done in this first week, but just put in as much as you can. And I want you to also think about how your rhythms are. Some of us are more creative in the morning. Some of us are more creative in the evening. If you have an opportunity to choose what times you're going to do certain tasks or what times you're going to do certain things, try to align them with your your own rhythms so that you are putting the things that require the most creativity at times of the day where you are the most creative and when you're you know a little bit worn out or you're not feeling any any creative sparks that's the time you put in things that don't require too much mental capacity in the schedule that you need to get done as well so make sure you consider your rhythms when you're putting these things in your schedule and then when you're done after you have put everything that you can that fits in the schedule get rid of the list The list is no longer going to serve you just make sure you keep what didn't fit in your calendar from the list that you make sure you make a note of it and add it to your list for the next week and then next week we're going to try to get that in again but keep in mind what we're trying to do is make sure we are doing the activities that move the needle the most so keep that in mind the next question we want to ask ourselves is where can we reduce Non-meaningful activities and toxic relationships. Where can we reduce non-meaningful activities and toxic relationships? This is so important. Non-meaningful activities, that's not leisure. That's not rest and relaxation. I'm talking about the things that sneak up on us that we end up doing that are not serving us. And we can find these things by keeping track of what we're doing throughout the day if you've never done this exercise I highly recommend it take a notepad or if you're really good about using a phone or some other device to keep notes without getting distracted with all the other capabilities that that device has then go ahead and use a cell phone or something like that but every hour so make a note of what you're doing and ask yourself is this serving me or is it slowing me down is this helping me or is this holding me back is this pushing me forward? Is this helping me grow or is this holding me back and keeping me stagnant? Ask yourself and you will be able to identify things that you are doing throughout your day that are not serving you. Get rid of them, replace them. And the way that I recommend replacing them is this boxing technique. Put something in your calendar that you know is going to help you move forward and that'll keep you from wasting time. And toxic relationships, this is another important one. You need to be trying to reduce toxic relationships wherever possible. Now, I realize if you're at work and one of your colleagues makes your life difficult every day and you can't avoid them, then that's obviously a relationship we cannot remove. But we can work to minimize that impact by trying to set boundaries wherever possible. A lot of times people do things and don't even realize how they're impacting you. So make that known. So dialogue can help make toxic relationships a little less toxic. But the big one is removing them where possible and making sure you are spending time with people who are supportive, who are helpful, and who are genuinely interested in your well-being. You want to surround yourself with people like that Not just people who are going to tell you everything is going to be okay, but people who are going to challenge you in good ways. They're going to push you to move forward. You want those types of people in your lives. Those are the relationships that you, if you don't have them, do your best to seek them out. It can be extremely helpful to identify them and make sure you are maximizing your time with people like that. Okay, the fourth question is, what did I do well today? What did I do well today? This is so important. we got to ask ourselves this because if we don't, we forget. If we don't remember what we did well, it's very easy for us to get discouraged and, and think that nothing is going right and think that we're not making any progress and think that nothing is getting done and think that everything is terrible and think there's no way out. Make sure you take the time every day Every day, make sure you are asking yourself this question, what did I do well today? Because when we give ourselves the opportunity to celebrate what we've done well, we are reminding ourselves to trust in the process. We are recognizing that we are making progress. And it also helps keep our motivation levels higher. And that can give us fuel, right? That can keep us moving forward and that can keep us motivated to keep pushing harder than we thought we could. And that's very important, especially because the next question is, what did not go well today? (laughs) The next question, question number five, is what didn't go well today? And it's also very important that we look at these things, too, because we need to know what did not go well because we don't want to repeat those things, right? If we ignore them, then we do not learn from them. Whatever didn't go well is an opportunity. We need to address it because it's a chance to grow. It's a chance to improve. So make sure you are taking the time to really evaluate what didn't go well. And once you've done that, and once you've identified those, the natural next question, of course, is what can I do differently tomorrow? This is where we take those things that didn't go well, and we really... Use them to improve. So, once we've identified them, take the time to really think about how you can change tomorrow. Really think about what didn't go well, and then put a strategy together so that the next time you're faced with that situation, you've at least got another potential way to handle it that might lead to better results than you had today. So ask yourself that because that's where growth happens. When we stretch ourselves and we look at our mistakes or we look at things that didn't unfold the way we had wanted them to, these are opportunities for us to make some tweaks and for us to make some adjustments and for us to recalibrate a few things in our approach, perhaps in our attitude, perhaps in our process. This is a chance to actually make some improvements that are going to serve us, not only tomorrow, but long-term. So these are great opportunities to really help us grow and expedite that growth as well. Number seven is, what are my values and am I living them? What are my values and am I living them? This is also very important, and this is something we need to check in on. This is something we should be checking in on on a regular basis, And when we're not living our values, our bodies give us hints. We feel a certain way. We start questioning things. We wonder. We get that, you know, that uncomfortable feeling in our stomach, perhaps. We get signals. We get signs. So make sure that you're checking in with your values because we want our values to be aligned with our objectives. If our values are not aligned with our objectives, we're going to be pursuing someone else's goal, right? We're not going to be pursuing our own goal because what we're doing has to have meaning for us. If it doesn't have meaning for us, then we're doing it for the wrong reasons. We have to be making sure that our objectives are aligned with our values. I have a whole podcast episode dedicated to this topic. So if you want to dive more into the importance of honoring your values, check out episode number 26, The Importance of Honoring Your Values. Also, values are something that are critical in the Manifest Your Greatness coaching program. We leverage a tool we call the Values Pyramid to help us identify what our values are and once you see what those values are you can really start asking yourself some really good questions about what you're doing now and if it's serving you in the long term or not. We all have to do things we don't like but we don't have to plan to do things that we don't believe in as a purpose, as a long-term life goal. So if we know what our values are we can start making those changes today and we can make sure that the objectives that we have set for ourselves are aligned with them. Then we know we're heading in the right direction and we're not going to get halfway there and realize, you know what, maybe this isn't what I thought it was, (laughs) right? And, And even if we do make some course corrections along the way, they're going to be relatively minor, right? Because we're still heading the right direction because we know what our values are and they're guiding us. Every now and then, of course, there's going to be some fine tuning that happens, but those values and living by them is extremely critical in helping us reach fulfillment long term. And the last question is, what are my greatest strengths and how can I leverage them? It is so important to know your greatest strengths. This will help us know how we can best serve and will help us understand why we love doing what we love doing. When we know what these strengths are, we can also understand what we can delegate to other people because we can see what our strengths are and we can understand what they are. We can focus more on really exemplifying those strengths and we can seek help where we need in other areas instead of trying to be everything to everybody. And there's a great survey that you can take called the VIA Survey of Character Strengths and it's a free assessment. It only takes 10 minutes. And it gives you so much information to help you understand what your best qualities are. It's a free self-assessment. And I'm including the link to their website in the podcast description for your reference. And over time, your strengths can change. And this survey, you can take as many times as you want. So I would recommend taking it maybe once a year or once every couple of years. It's very interesting to see how our strengths change over time. And it also helps us make adjustments in terms of the support we need as well. So take that survey. It's free and it's very eye-opening. So those are eight questions that I highly recommend you ask yourself from time to time, along with some methods that you can use to help keep you growing and moving forward and making progress towards your objectives, whatever they may be. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Manifest Your Greatness podcast, and I look forward to spending time with you again on an episode in the near future. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Manifest Your Greatness podcast. If you liked what we've explored on this episode, then you'll love the Manifest Your Greatness coaching program. The Manifest Your Greatness coaching program is uniquely tailored to help support you on your journey to become the absolute best version of yourself. So if you are committed to taking the steps required to significantly and permanently level up in any area of your life, visit manifestyourgreatness.com forward slash contact. Again, that's manifestyourgreatness.com forward slash contact and schedule your free consultation call today. Talk soon.